on, haters. Hello, everyone. I'm Matt, aka Legion X, and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Gap Generic Anime Podcast. With me, I have my co-host Shane, aka the Bearded One. How are you doing today, Shane? You know what's oddly satisfying, Matt? What's oddly satisfying? When you insert an SD card into like in a fucking into what like computer into like a, a camera a, a, a reader any designated sd card slot because when you do it like slides right in there it's got that satisfying click that like locks it in place that shit ain't going anywhere it's like i i don't know why that came across my monkey brain but is that is that not weirdly satisfying you know what? You know what? You're kind He's of not right. wrong. He's like, not wrong. When you feel the click of the card as it like locks into the slot, it's like it's like ooh, ooh. This man's spitting. This man's spitting. I always this spit, man, man. True facts. True facts. With me, I have my coach Spencer. How are you doing today, Spencer? Uh, I'm doing good. I just saw an article that was about HelloFresh, and it's like, is HelloFresh worth the money? We uh, went to our editors, and then directly below it says sponsored by HelloFresh. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say they like it. I don't know, man. I feel like you can't go wrong when you sign up for a free 30-day trial of HelloFresh, and you get 14 free meals and uh, six bonus gifts. Shit. What, uh, what promo code can they use to get that deal? Well, you go to hello. You go to hellofresh.com/slash/thegap mm-hmm. uh, to get one month free of HelloFresh, which includes again fourteen meal boxes and six bonus gifts, including tiramisu for dessert, which you can make at home, mess-free, super easy, takes half an hour, delicious. There you go. Delicious. There you go. Yeah, fantastic. Excellent. The, All right. These bits uh, are going to get real old when we eventually get an actual sponsor. And then it'll be like, well, we can't make fun of this now. Yeah. And then nobody's going to believe us, though, because we constantly make fun of the fact we have no sponsors. And no, then we guys, actually guys. have a sponsor and no one's going to use the sponsor. <laughs> no, guys, guys, seriously, we're actually sponsored this episode. I kid you not. We're sponsored by Manscaped. I will literally put a full screen disclaimer. Just covering the entire frame. Like, this is a real sponsorship. Please click the link. Please. <laughs> we, we need money. We like, we like to get paid. It's an <laughs> affiliate link. We get po- we get like five cents every time you click it. I can buy a hot dog. No, you can't. For five I can't. cents? I can't buy a hot dog. That's bullshit. <laughs> Not in this economy. Cheap ass hot dog, bro. Not in That's this fucking dog. economy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> not not in this economy. Uh speaking of the economy, the, the gap. gap. <laughs> the gap. We have a wonderful show planned for y'all today. Uh we have some simulcasts to talk about, some simul pubs and we act uh, simul pubs and our featured a- uh, some news and our featured anime of the podcast which is Black Blood Brothers. That's going to be very difficult to say so I'm just going to call it tri- Triple B. Um uh, as a way uh, to short just uh shorten it for my sanity. Uh, we do have, now this is going to be an interesting episode because we, uh, we did miss, uh, we took kind of like around a longer break than usual. Uh, some shit happened, R.I.L., so, uh. Yeah, sorry uh, guys, I was too busy getting pegged, couldn't make it. Yes, Shane. (laughs) Um, uh, he, uh, so, (laughs) fuck. Uh. 
I think that is the most accurate description of what <laughs> can only be described as a palpable silence. <laughs> you can feel it. You could feel the air just go dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay. <laughs> so. God damn it. I God can't do this now. <laughs> 10 minutes sounds good. Let's go. <laughs> We are five minutes in, dude. We're literally five minutes in. How do you do this? Okay, so... Okay, so, we, yeah, it'll be a long... It may be a longer-than-usual show, because we'll be covering more in terms of simulcasts and simulpubs, and especially news, because we did miss two weeks. Uh, so, we'll be... So we'll cover that. Uh, so we'll cover as much as we can, as quickly as we can, uh, but no promises, um, obviously. Um, so... In any case, let's jump right in to simulcasts. We are more than halfway through the season at this point. We are around two thirds the way. We are two thirds the way through, uh, almost to a quarter in some cases, uh, which means that we are coming up on the end. We're coming up at the end of the core. Uh, so, Spencer, let's start with you. Any shows in particular that are standing out at this point in the season as like must? If you haven't watched it, must please check. This out, like I would, I would say, like a top three must watch of the season. Uh, okay. Uh, so my top three that aren't obvious because the the obvious ones that I'll touch on, but I won't say anything about it would be like Kaguya and Spy Family, Spy Family. and that's about it. Uh, of the ones that the people went in expecting to be good, and they are good. Uh, my top three. Let's see. So in no order. Uh, I will go. I will talk about them. Uh, first one is Ya Boy Con Ming. That boy which, Kong Ming. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I ha am fully caught up. So I watched all the episodes since last episode because when Shane explained to me that there's a part um, where uh, Con Ming needs to be, uh, wants to know what the, uh, the, the, the blockchain is, I was like, okay. I need to watch this. And then Matt showed me the OP, and I'm like, yo, this, this OP whips, dude. This OP whips hard. Um, so, your boy Kon Ming is a reverse isekai. Or no, it's like a reincarnation. I don't know what, what you'd call it, because Kong Ming was a real person, so it's like, it's not really an isekai. Well, he is a, he is himself. He is Kong Ming in his like, yeah. normal yeah. state, so... Yeah, so like he just poofed into modern day Japan, and he really wants to help this uh this lovely lady n named Aiko, and she wants to you know be a pop star, and he uses ancient Chinese war tactics in order to become uh to in order to help her become a pop star, and the show is very very funny. The show is very heartfelt. Like it's not making fun of anybody. It's it's more of like a follow your dreams type show because who knows what can happen. Um, and it's just really charming. Like the look of it, the music in it, the fact that it's called Ya Boy Con Ming. Um, like unironically great fucking title. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's literally, it's like, hey, it's Ya Boy Con Ming. It's just really, really good. Um, secondly, I'm going to talk about Birdie Wing. Golf Girls okay. has robots. I'm, go Wing I'm going has... to quickly jump in here because, uh, surprise, surprise, I'm behind on all my shit. Who could have guessed that? But yeah. I did 
while browsing on Twitter, see an article from ANN. It was a review for, I think, episode seven. I didn't <laughs> read the review, but all the context I got was that the thumbnail was a masked man with an RPG. And I'm like, yeah, huh? yeah. Um, this yeah, show, what is the show? <laughs> this show is incredible. That's what it is. Isn't the there's... show about golf? <laughs> yes, but there's also mafia, political terrorism, betting golf, uh, a man named Leo, uh, poverty, gunpla. Gunpla plays a big part in this show, unironically. Um, and now there's fucking robot automatons. Do they all play golf, though? Yes! You've Fuck. met her! You've met the robo-automaton! Wait, what? Yes! It's fucking bonkers, dude! The show is... The show is not high art, okay? <laughs> no, it is not! Not even close. This is no fucking... This, this is no Madoka Magica, you know, what is it? Ooh... Uh, uh, no, this show is dumb. However, it is so honest, upfront, and genuine with its stupidity that I can't help but admire it. I can't help but admire the director, the writer, you know, because this is, this is their show. This is the show they wanted to make. And I think that shows in just how nothing is off limits in Birdie Wing. It's incredible. And it's about golf. You love and, you love to see when people make shows with zero compromise to artistic vision. Like this, this is a hundred percent what they intended this show to be. This this should not have gotten past per, like a production committee because it's a stupid idea. This pitch should have been turned down, frankly. <laughs> no, but but, but they did it anyways, and I'm very thankful. <laughs> yeah, I I this is. This is in a weird camp because it doesn't like they're two varying qualities, but they both follow the same concept, which is this and Bunny Girl Senpai, where stupid concept, genuinely entertaining slash incredible. Honestly, like, show. like we've gotten enough of these at this point where uh, I'm at the point where I'm like, we should just stop memeing on stupid sounding shows and just go for it. Because, why not? Honestly, we'll probably find shit like this. Mm hmm. And here's what I'll say because I know Matt might talk about it. Are you going to talk about Executioner, Matt? I am going to talk about Executioner. Okay. Uh, so then I will let Matt talk about Executioner, and I'm going to talk about fucking a stab life. Oh, here we go. <laughs> it's everyone's favorite segment. Spencer rants about the insanity that is a stab life. <laughs> okay, so last episode I told you about the Statue of, Limer of Liberty that they blew up and it turned out she was wearing underpants and that's why all the people that weren't wearing underpants could now wear underpants because the church of the Statue of Liberty told them to. <laughs> um, so the episode after that is a cluster in which everybody is in jail um, and once every, like couple of months, the jailer who is a morbidly obese woman uh, who rides a motorcycle um, puts on a horse race and the winner of the horse race gets their sentence reduced and they get their freedom. 
Okay. Isn't that just so, steel ball run? Pretty much, except replace jailer with president of the United States and freedom with uh, body parts of Jesus Christ. Um, exactly like steel ball run. Exactly. So our main characters uh, entered the um, the the octagon. horse race, the octagon, the Thunderdome. Okay. And then they stage a full-blown prison break. Like, like, spy montage, drop the briefcase, pick the briefcase back up and move it to somebody else. Our fucking gun mage gets a sniper rifle, but is like, ah, the bullet can't penetrate her fat. She's too fat. (laughs) I can't kill her. It can't do it. So then the the werewolf ninja that only goes a woo, woof, and rawr, uh decides, okay, he's going to do something. So he cuts a bunch of robots in half. And then the slime girl who's obsessed with our main character uh, turns into a bunch of slimes and then gets her head shot off. But it's fine because she's a bunch of slimes. Um, and then they succeed. And it's all like, yay, they succeed. Okay. And then... They go to a tea party, um, which sounds dumb, but Matt, do you remember the episode of Angel Beats where the band happens Uh, and how it's like depressing and sad? That shit. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to forget Angel Beats. Well, yes, but there was like two or three good episodes. Okay. Yeah, this was not one of them, though. No, but it was like that and like the baseball game. You remember the baseball game? That that, that was a good episode. I actually enjoyed that episode. Um, But like weird, emotionally like distressing moments. Well, this is this where a spoiled rich girl was trying to get everybody to leave her cluster because it was about to be deleted. So they throw her a birthday party and then... At the stroke of uh, dawn, at 12 o'clock in, in the morning, uh, she disappears from existence with a smile on her face. Uh, never to be seen again. And that's just in the middle of, like, the stupid episodes. And now the entire fucking AI system is against our main girl and has taken away her good luck powers. So they're in Shibuya right now. That's it. That's, that's fucking Goro Taniguchi, dude, at his best. Chalk it up, ladies and gentlemen. It's been zero days since Spencer has mentioned Angel Beats. Yeah, for those of you keeping a running towel, towel, tally. Yes. That show fucking sucks dick. Yeah, I can't wait till we cover that and have a lot of fights about that show. Yeah, knock, oh. that, off, knock that off on your Gap Bingo cards. There are going to be people that genuinely like, 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 like. There are going to be people like, like Matt and uh, not Matt Shane, Shane and Brunrit might actually enjoy parts of it. I also enjoy parts of it, but ninety percent of that show fucking blows. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I I, I want to talk about Executioner because holy shit. Okay, slay so queen, how, slay. How? How caught up is everyone on Executioner? <laughs> Not. 100%. 100%? Okay. I'm on, like, episode All right. four. All right. 
Shane, you are like two episodes away from like the fucking the, plot twist the, of the year. The fucking legitimately, I think maybe the best plot twist I've seen in an isekai in like ever. Yes, but can't fucking yes. wait then. Yes, no, no, no. He, that's not hyperbole. This is one of the best plot twists I've seen in an anime. Period. Even though, even though, what's hilarious is to me. It's like the same twist as like fucking review Starlight and Madoka in a way, but it's also not. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's and but like the way that it's done is so clever because you go back and you watch the rest of the sh if you rewatch like the first couple episodes, you're like, holy shit, it was foreshadowed like right there and then. Like I, yeah, there. I've connected the dots. <laughs> You, can, you didn't connect shit. I've connected them. You didn't connect shit. And the show just keeps on getting better and better. Like, legitimately, this is one of my favorite shows of the season. Like, hardcore. That, I love this. Sh I love this show. That makes me really happy to hear because when this started, we were all like, but it's JC. You never know. Nice to see that half a season it in it that it's still keeping its quality. <laughs> It's it is still consistent. So, it's it's stayed consistent. It hasn't dipped or hasn't improved. It has the animations the same. It hasn't dipped at all. Uh, it's pretty stayed pretty much the same when it comes to its writing quality. Like it's mm -hmm. a strong show, and the fact that it has a six point eight one on Mal confounds me. I don't understand that's why it's so love low. To see it. That's because weebs don't understand it. Anime they fans go, don't deserve <laughs> rights. <laughs> if you watch the reactions, the first if you read the reactions to on Mao to the first episode, people got really mad that they killed off the power of fantasy isekai protagonist in the first episode. Oh, you mean That's the dude the who points? You mean the, the show dude who, if they kept him alive? Mad. You mean the dude who, if they kept him alive, he would have been the least interesting part of his own show? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're, they got that, mad. That and the fact that it's so I just I my favorite part of this show, okay? And it's really twofold. One, I think this is arguably one of the best magic systems in anime. Um because and it reminds me in a weird way a lot about um uh, certain magical index. You know, because the magic in that show is is based in like real physical science. Like it's it's not magic in a sense, it's just messing with science. And this is kind of the same way, except it's like concepts and like ideas. Like, oh, well, how do you create a chainsaw? Well, you use the concept of vibration with the idea of like, you know, like ro rotation, and there you go. You you can turn anything into a chainsaw. And these isekai people with their overpowered things, they don't have basic magic. They have the entire concept of something. So our main female character uh, of the isekai people, the other, the other siders, outsiders, what are they called again? Uh, I, I, outsiders, I, I'm pretty sure. Are you yeah, talking about like a uh, Yes, yes, yes. Like, she has the concept of time. And the show doesn't shy away from how massive of an idea that is. You know, the guy who gets killed almost immediately has the concept of, like, the void. Nothingness. He creates a fucking black hole that just sucks everything up, and it's like, oh, if unchecked, these people will fuck 
everything up. Yeah, it's yeah. This this show is fantastic, and Shane, I urge you to watch the show. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Or very much urge you. It's so I do want to. I, I just do want to do a little quick pat. Who told you guys to watch this show? Executioner. Yeah. Uh technically me. Yeah, technically it was Matt. <laughs> okay, well I saw it first, so. Eh. Eh. Fucking execution of rules. Uh, loved it. Uh, fuck it, lo- love it. Uh, Shane, uh, any ones this season you want to talk about? Or <laughs> so I am behind, as I said. Which yeah, go figure. Uh, but there is one show that I I pff, we need to talk about, Matt. Uh, which one is it? I think you know what it is. The one that's had two episode of the year contenders in the last month. Let's talk about One Piece. Because mm. we were at we because we because the way that this show, this ep, the episode we're recording right now planned out, we missed two like four weeks of One Piece episodes. We missed uh, 10, 15 and 10, 17, both of which are some of the best episodes produced this year. Hands down. Yeah. Uh, like. Easy. We were taught. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, uh, like, I, I we're not gonna go into in depth, um, with what happened in them because they were trending on Twitter. So everyone in their everyone, mom, literally everyone on the planet, has probably seen this shit by now, at least in <laughs> passing. And uh, so we'll just go into the details on why these episodes like fucking slap so hard. Um, and it all just come. And, it all comes down to just the people working on them. Praise, uh, fuck it. praise Ishitani. F- yeah, praise, play, praise Ishitani. Ishitani, who I'm pretty sure is she the director on just 1015 or just 1015? On- no, she's I was not gonna on say because I don't because I don't think she's on 1017. If she was, then literal god team for this, like fucking direct best director of the year. Like the holy thing fucking about shit. Ishitani episodes is that when she's on an episode, you can fucking tell because literally everything about Ishitani episodes are different. Like the general look of them, the framing, the pacing, the sc- musical choices, literally everything is so distinct to her style it's kind of whiplash going from an Ishitani episode to yeah, a, it's a normal episode. Auteur. It's really weird because it's very auteur, unlike most of One Piece. And which is why I've been saying to get Ishitani her own show for so long. I My think God, that I like, just give her anything. Like fucking 1015 immediately solidifies. I think like, yeah, like she's one of the best anime directors working today. Like yeah, bar easy. none. And, bar none. No argument. No contest. And I really hope that she does get her own show at some point. I don't know if she ever... She's been on One Piece for so long uh, that I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. I don't know, uh, I, I sure hope it does. Uh, and then 1017 is like just a big action punchy punchy bonanza, and it rules. Yeah, but the, the, like, the difference between 1015 and 1017 is that 1015 is the emotional catharsis that you want from the story and the characters of One Piece done to nigh perfection. Like, Ishitani elevates the source material so much that as much as I love Oda and the manga, shit's all over it, not gonna lie. 
it, 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 it's because she's able to take Oda's like traditional way of framing panels of having a lot of exposition and detail in like in their chapter in his chapters to the point where you like Oda's chapters you have to reread a couple of times in order to really get the full picture of what he's trying to do. Uh, he's able to distill it into like a simplified form and make it like palatable and yet still keep the same level of depth that the manga has. And I really love that, uh, particularly in how they in how she did Yamato's yeah. whole bit, yeah. where she expands on it and gives it more context. A lot, lot of great, a lot of great visual metaphor on display during Yamato's parts, specifically y- Yamato's parts, Yamato's parts, and a lot of it isn't like just pulled out of like Toei's ass to fill time. It's done. It's in, it's from stuff, other stuff on the manga, and she brings, she comes in with the light novel stuff with fucking uh, Yamato and Ace, and brings that in. So it's very much, it feels very authentic. It feels very much less like a time waster, like a lot of the lesser, like uh, padded episodes of One Piece back in the day during like Dressrosa. Um, it feels more like it very much feels like an expansion and a continuation of the source material in very smart ways. Mm-hmm. And I love, love what she did with that. Um, I also just, I also just love 1017 in general because Luffy punches Kaido a lot. 1017 uh. is like, that's what I'm saying. The difference between 1015 and 1017 is that 1015 is the emotional catharsis. 1017 is the big action spectacle shit. Like it is, 20 minutes of non-stop action done to such an unreal scale like the 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 staff they got on this is insane because it's literally all sakuga from start to end not one single part of it looks anything less than stellar and it i'm gonna come out and say it i'm gonna come out and say it this episode makes me really sad that one piece film red is going back to their old style oh makes me really sad i feel i i i i i'm very excited for film red i have been for a while and i still am but man the what i i see how they animate one i'm just like damn i don't know if film red can live up to this i don't think it can man like the best thing toei has done in the last few years specifically with one piece is a they they unionized so all the staff working on it have such better conditions to put out episodes like 1015 1017 on such a consistent basis at this point and b that line filter like the art style change was such a step up that yeah. honestly i can't imagine one piece in anime form looking anything else at this point like it's just not possible yeah. Yeah, um, and who knows? And uh, and 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 I who knows why they're going back to it for film red? It's probably Taniguchi because he fucking worked on OG one. He worked on one, old One Piece back in the day, so he's probably just going back to that because that's what he knows. And he's like, uh, oh, why did you put this fucking this fucking pastel filter on this shit? Fucking <laughs> back in my um, day, we drew on pencil and paper, and it's the way it was, and we didn't bitch about it. <laughs> ah, I don't, I don't know why that's my impression of Taniguchi. Like, <laughs> if I can, but in any, but yeah, like One Piece is fun, fucking phenomenal right now, and uh, and I can only imagine where it goes from here because uh, we still got there's still a lot of Wano left. So, so, um, uh, do you think they're gonna get Ishitani for 
Joy Boy. If they don't, I'm writing. I am writing a strongly worded email to Toei. Okay, who would be the only other person outside of Ishitani to do it, though? Because Ishitani would... has historically done big episodes like that. That's a good question. I would say, um... God, I don't actually know. Yeah, exactly. It would probably be Ishitani. She's the only one that does big episodes like that. So it's either going to be her or somebody else. I would say, uh, actually, uh, if you can't get Ishitani for whatever reason, uh, give it to Nagamine. I Nagamine is a good choice, actually. I think well because I think Joy I think uh, I, Joy Boy is pretty action heavy. So I so like Nagamine's action is ooh, ooh, sublime. Honestly, honestly, give it to Nagamine. He's the guy who directed film Z. He was made the new uh, series director when they started Wano. So he knows what he's doing. That's, you, you know what? That's why I, I think that's fucking why Wano is so good is Nagamine. Yeah, because they gave um, it to and, Nagamine. And they gave it to Nagamine. And Film Z is like a god tier anime movie. He so also like, directed Broly. So once again, god tier anime movie. The man knows what he's doing. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, fucking. Do you think? Okay, after Film Red, do you think that the next One Piece film is going to be done by Ishitani? That's like that's like best timeline shit right there. Like, if the next One Piece film is directed by Ishitani, we are officially living in the best timeline. I don't Hosoda, give a shit about everything else that's happened. Also, this movie looking kind of scared when that happens. I'm just mm -hmm, saying. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but, but in any case, I think let's move on. Let's move on to Simulpups, aka uh, more One I, Piece. <laughs> I'm so I'm so sorry, Spence. I'm so, this man is just Wait a sitting second. here. No, 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 no. You can go to your One Piece, but I got some. I got something I want to fucking talk about. What do you want to talk about? I have continued on my journey. Oh yeah, Gundam. Oh Gundam. It's only fair. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Talk about this. So, it's actually unfair because Matt gets to be a part of both of these conversations. Um, that just proves that Matt's a G. Yeah, well, that proves, well, that I, I, I because, no, because as I love my One Piece, but I also love my dumb fucking mechs. So. Matt never Truth. stops winning. So, I have finished Zeta, and I have finished Stardust Memories, and I have started Double Zeta. So, okay, so the end of Zeta is pain. Yes. Yes, it is. It is pain. It, the last, like, third of Zeta is just pain. Can we um, talk about how they, they, how the last two episodes of Zeta, they just kill off 95% of the cast in, like, a span of 40 minutes and then expect you to, like, survive afterwards? Like... Just, just deal with it. Don't worry about it. They no like okay so Shane you know how in the original Mobile Suit Gundam that the death count was so shockingly kind of low despite it being a war show yeah that always kind of sat weird with me uh Zeta decides yeah everyone's dead including the kids fuck nice you. kill the children mm -hmm. <laughs> like fuck you fuck you don't let them grow up and realize what the world actually is yeah spare them. 
it's it's pain. It's pain. Uh, and I do appreciate how it's like not just like oh the heroes all die. It's like it's literally no the cast on both sides are like fucked. Like they all die. <laughs> like it's just death across the board. Um, and which I think it and the animation in the final two episodes of Zeta still holds up. Actually, there's a lot yeah. of really great animation work in those last two episodes. Um, it looks really good for was it 85? Yeah, 80, at this point it would be 86 cuz uh, yeah, at this point it would be 86. For 86 it looks fa- fantastic. It looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, um particularly that last episode with some, some of the Sakuga cuts in that is are really genuinely yeah, with, impressive. Uh, Camille and Shirako. Yeah, Camille and Shirako's fight with all the new type weird force stuff that I don't know how Spencer still feels about. Uh I, th- mm-hmm. I, uh, I, it's here to stay. It's here to stay. It's going to be in yeah. double Zeta and more full force now. Yeah, so. I'm fully aware of that. Um, but Zeta masterpiece, ten out of ten. And then I got to double O eighty three Stardust Memories. And here's what I can say about Stardust Memories. It is good. Definitely not great. It is more of a visual feast than it is of a uh, actually yeah. good story. Literally, Stardust Memories made me sad be- that the only show that does that style still is like Megalobox. Because nothing beats mid to late 90s like OVA animation. Because I was think so- Stardust Memories is actually like early 90s. It looks better. Early 90s? Fuck. It's like 92. Yeah, like it's it's actually older than it 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 look it's older than it looks like it looks a lot younger than it is. It's honestly one of the most Im- more impressive looking Gundam shows I'd argue. Yes. actually, from an animation standpoint and in like a time standpoint, like it just it makes me sad because you know the exact art style that I'm talking about, Shane. That like '90s OVA style, early oh, 2000s. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Megalobox, just everything is kind of crusty it's all in like it, a it's too yeah it's all like super rough around the edges and it's like a little grimy like you can kind of mm-hmm. see like the dirt in the cells mm-hmm. um story is nothing it's a good setup i guess to the titans which are like the the, the villains from zeta but overall i think i gave it like a seven or an eight it's good. It's definitely watchable, but it's I not. Think... Go ahead. But it's just paced really weird, and like it's thirteen episodes and feels like it should be like twenty six. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's weird. Okay, so I'm gonna make a. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna because I'm a Star Wars nerd. I'm gonna use a comparison here uh, because I think it's actually a pretty apt one. Stardust Memory reminds me a lot of Rogue One. Because its so whole existence is to like fill in gaps between movie, like in between shows, um, in between yeah. timelines and stuff. Unfortunately, it lacks actually any. And while it's really like in cases, it's good. It's good, or in the case of Rogue One, really good. It, it's mostly just there as like a as pretty much just like a as like fill in the gaps the actual characters that inhabit it aren't really that interesting um no. taken on their own mm-hmm. uh, and i think it's 
the problem Stardust Memory has, and I think this is the big thing that prevents me from putting it high up on my... Because I actually really like Stardust Memory. The thing that prevents me from really raving about it is that the main love triangle fucking blows, oh, it, dude. Not only does it come out of fucking nowhere, it also leads to fucking nothing. It takes up so much screen time, too. Like, it's the main plot focus for a good like, chunk of it. Like, I get it, Gundam. I get it. You like love triangles. But Jesus Christ, can you make them entertaining, at least? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and, and on a brighter note, I have started Double Zeta. Um, <clears throat> How many episodes are you into it? Five episodes in. Okay, so... I don't think you have. I don't think you've met the actual scene. The scene, the actual double Zeta yet. I don't. I don't think I have. It shows relatively early on, though, so you'll get it. However, I will say to Shane that the Gundams only get cooler (laughs) because they start to transform. Ah, dude, the Zeta Gundam transforms into a fucking spaceship, like a fucking X-wing. Like a the, the normal ass like fighter the, plane. The the yeah, like the Zeta Gundam. Except now it can fucking fly around but now it shoots laser beams. There is a there is a Gundam that transforms into basically like a donut. It looks like a donut, but with like rockets attached to it, and it and it fights with two pistols, and it does absolutely nothing because it's piloted by a woman. And yeah. <laughs> Tomino has a strange relationship with writing women. Tomino either writes women to be uh, damsels in distress uh, or, bitches. or bitches. I'm looking at you, <laughs> Beltachica. <laughs> Can Tomino write women? The answer no, is not really. No, no. not really. He's better at writing radical dudes like like Quattro Bagina. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, or one of my favorites from who you've met in Double Zeta, um, Marsh Ram, I think is his name. Uh, fucking whatever. How do you? Uh, I just call him Marsh usually. Which one? Uh, he's Dandy he Man. Of... Oh yes, he's part of the fucking. Um, he, he's like a super fanboy for the. Uh, uh, for Hamon Karin, who's Karin, the yes. one woman that Tomino can actually write correctly. Well, because. Um, Hamon Karn is just... He's a dandy man with a rose, and he's like, yo, I love... (laughs) He's a dandy man with a rose. Okay, Shane, he's such a dandy man. Our main character doesn't know how to work the Gundam, so he, like, accidentally drops his beam saber, and Marsh is just like, ah, you are a real gentleman. Very well, I shall put my saber away and fight you hand to hand. Damn. That's, that's uh, I being love, a bro. I you love Double Zeta I, being a comedy, Spencer. <laughs> yeah, Double Zeta is a comedy. Shane, in the first episode, they pelt the the Zeta Gundam, the RX-78, uh, with tomatoes. Nice. As one chucklefuck, whose name is... Is it Judah? Is that how you're supposed to pronounce it? Judah, who's the lead. Judah, yeah. who's the lead, who is my favorite. I mean, I'm still a number one Camille B. Don stan, but after what happens at the end of Zeta, I can't exactly be a stan. I can still stand him, but I have to root for somebody else right now. I think Judo is my favorite of the original three protagonists. I won't he, lie. I he, love Judo. He's, he's a chuckle fuck is what he is. <laughs> he's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to fucking steal the robot, dude. 
<laughs> and and all of his buddies are like, no, don't steal the robot. And he just he, he just steals it anyway. <laughs> he steals it. He kicks the shit out of Bright Noah. He just fucking kicks him and then steals the robot. Bright Bright Noah, the man famous for slapping everybody. Yeah, my favorite okay. Zeta, I have a complicated relationship with because I watched it. When I first watched it, I was like 14 and I had just finished Zeta. Um, and I hated it. I hated Double Zeta. I hated it so much. Uh, uh, and now I realize it's because I was a big, dumb teenager who was just upset that it wasn't as dark as Zeta was. Um, and yes, it's admittedly a whiplash to go from Zeta to like fucking tomato pelting. Um, but I, one thing I love about Zeta is double Zeta is the fact that it has such a likable cast of characters. The fucking actual new group of characters that you meet there, um, on the, uh, like the scavengers, mm -hmm. all of them are so good. They're so great. And they're just like some of the best developed characters in Gundam when you, the further you get in and it's. And the and also I love the double Zeta Gundam itself might be one of my favorite designs for any Gundam, and it has one of my favorite weapons of it, which is a double-barreled rifle cannon that only shoots once because of because of how much energy it uses up. But it's so powerful that even being near it can melt the hulls of the of like capital starships. <laughs> Fucking Christ. It's basically, it's basically like, what if you could shoot a laser made of like the sun? Gundam um, is is very very dumb. But I love this is Gundam. this was supposed to be about war. <laughs> this, this was started off about war, and then war creeps in every once in a while. But for the most part, it's just about the cool robots, dude. It's about it. It's dude's rock. Dude's rock. Okay, dude, now rock. I'm gonna get some more fajitas. Yeah, y'all talk about One Piece. I'm gonna get some more fajitas. We we don't actually have that much to talk about manga wise, actually. Uh well, Wano's done. Kinda. Other than uh, Wano ending? Question mark. Are y'all fuckers caught up on my hero? I am. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, in that yes. case, uh, I'll get my fajitas. You talk about One Piece. We'll do that. Okay. Uh. Okay. So the big thing about One Piece is that I don't. Is that I'm st is that one? I am still, I'm still on the hill. You're dying that on the hill. Show up at, You're dying on the fucking hill. On the hill that Anel's going to show up at the end of Wano. I am digging um, your grave as we speak. No, 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 don't, no, you don't have to because I am digging it myself. Oh, we can I, dig I've it already together. dug it. <laughs> I've already dug it, uh, but I refuse to move from this hill because I have staked my claim regardless of Here's how of how much credibility I am losing. Here's the thing. Matt's been taking too many W's lately. We gotta take him down a peg. This will be legitimately the biggest L I have ever taken. Like yeah, absolutely. It, it will this negate was all of your other W's. I was, so, I was listening to the old podcast by the way where I made this claim and I sounded so convinced. Yeah. Like I was Yeah, you were I was like dying on that hill, bro. That was like you, a year ago. You like hypnotized yourself to believe I that was like, shit. It's going to happen. I'm convinced. This is Yeah, and you know what? If it does happen, it will be my biggest W. It'll be your biggest ever. W. We can literally cancel the podcast after that. There's it no be, point in no, continuing. Because it, because at that point 
I uh, that means I would be in physically incapable of taking an L. No, like physically, yeah. you will have a you will have ascended to godhood. This and will be none my of us mere mortals will be able to touch you. <laughs> this will be this is will be my humbling if I get this wrong. If uh, you this take this L and you go in the fucking ground, <laughs> that may be the most humbling experience man has ever experienced. Uh. Uh, uh, the second thing is that Wano does actually look like it's wrapping up. Wano uh, ending? Does... Question mark? Will Kaido get well, back Kaido's... up? Though, question. I don't think Kaido's getting back up. It seemed very definitive. I know. How it... Because, well, he had the flashback. That means he's down for the count. We know how One Piece works. Yeah. Even though the flashback was like mid, The flashback honestly. was shorter than the, sh- the flashback was shorter than my dick. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was, it was <laughs> Yeah, you okay, want to go? Uh, you want to keep going with that? Yeah. Fuck it. Matt has no, outed fu- himself twice. It was a joke. Uh, yeah, fucking. sure. <laughs> but it, in any case, it's okay, Matt. You don't have to tell us the truth. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's in any case. It does seem it's like I think Kaido is probably down with the count. Honestly, yeah. Uh, honestly, I can't. I can't it's 50-50 at this point whether he gets back up or not, but you're right. He got the flashback. When as he gets sh- back up and it says end of act three, start of act four. I will throw my goddamn phone at the wall. I will legitimately punch Oda. I will travel to Japan to deck this peace. man. Rest the in dead. peace, Echiro Oda. One piece, one piece more like no peace. One, one piece, piece more like done peace because this bitch is losing his fucking teeth. <laughs> Can we talk? Uh, uh, also, can we talk about how the crunch, how the the official Crunchyroll YouTube account called fucking ten forty, like that uh, so ten forty five <laughs> roof piece. I was di- not only roof piece, but also from ten seventeen, the ending where uh, Luffy does the yeah, Luffy Gatling. punches Kaido so hard we can't put it all into one episode. <laughs> Luffy punches Kaido so many times it can't fit into one episode. Was this? Uh, cr- this was Crunchyroll, yeah. Crunchyroll. Whoever yep. titles those videos deserves a fucking raise. Fucking what? What, what anime was it that just has the an, the video titled Among Us? Oh, I can't fucking remember. They just called one Among Us, and I was losing it. <laughs> um, but in any case, yeah, let's talk about my hero since Spence is back. Yes. Uh, so. Uh, my one thing I'm going to contribute to this conversation is how much did y'all lose it? At the panel where Todoroki said, it's my power now. Thank you, Midoriya. Legitimately, one of the most satisfying character arcs in Shonen. I'm mm-hmm. dying like, on this hill. I lo- It's just so good. Dude. I turned that page and saw that panel, and I'm like, this was worth it. The entire Todoroki arc is now complete. Legitimately? And- such a... Such a satisfying character arc. <laughs> yeah, no, he's. <clears throat> you, we've we've been there to see him struggle against his his destiny, to struggle against his his own upbringing, his <laughs> abusive father, his abusive father, his absent mother, his his justifiably conflicted siblings. 
now you have the big mistake of the family that just wants to go after you and you alone because you're supposed to be the perfect thing. You're the prodigy. And you get pulled you, you get pulled out of that funk by a chippy little guy, little guy, Deku. And you start to realize that you need to take back what's yours. Yes, you have flame powers. Yes, you have ice powers. But at the end of the day, you are Shoto Todoroki. You yeah. are your own person. Yeah, it's not it's not what powers you were given. It's what you do with them. And mm-hmm. he has now finally claimed them as his own. Also, mm-hmm. rip Dobby. Mm-hmm. Rip, rip that bitch. Rest in pasta. Yeah, uh, so did Dobby is dead? dead? Question mark? Fucking um, dead, bro. Fucking, fucking, I, you know what, yeah, I, th- I think it'd probably be more impactful if he died. Um, uh, I don't know if you're gonna kill him, though, because I don't know if they're gonna risk having a, a lead character in a shonen actually kill somebody. Um, that would take balls. Uh, uh, that would, uh, and Horikoshi has balls, though, so I can imagine. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I do think, though, the entire bit, be- Todoroki versus Dobby, I think, is one of the best things. It's, it's, it's the best My Hero has been in a while, and it's yes. really good. Yes. And I'm very excited to see where, now that the Dobby stuff is done, I'm wondering, who, like, wait, like, who's next? Um, Toga. Like, what is the... Probably, it, it's, it, are we, is it Uraka versus Toga? I Probably. think it's Toga, because that was set up beforehand, so... Yeah, mm-hmm. so so Uraraka versus Toka then more than likely. Yeah, that's it, what, that's what's next. It 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 will be a jump sideways instead of a jump forward, or sideways so, so slightly back. Because we um, so we set up the Toga thing, the co- Toga eh, the Toga confrontation first, and then we're like, "Hey, here's Dobby." <laughs> For like yeah. five happened at the same time. Uh, it, the, the the issue of having a war arc where everything is happening at once. Yeah. Uh, um. Ever. Uh. But. But yeah. I think Toga's probably next. Or they could do something else. They could do something with maybe like Spinner. Uh. Mm-hmm. Uh. Who knows? Uh. Which would be. Which would rule. Um. Uh, where's, but there's a, where's Mister Compress? Yeah. Where's Mister Compress? We. Where's Mister Compress? Where's all that stuff? We uh still don't know about uh where some of the other heroes are. So like, there's still a lot to cover. Um. There's where's a, like my Eerie? hair's not going any. Yeah. With with Eerie. Uh, where's Eerie? Uh, being a Deus Ex Machina, wherever the author needs her to be. Where is the Godzilla hero? In, in the movie, Spencer. <laughs> the one no, movie. No, I think he shows up. I think he shows up in the manga. Does he? I don't I know. Think, I swear to God, he shows up in like the background. I'm looking this up. To, I look my uh, Godzilla hero. Godzilla is his official name, by the way. Well, we um, we know that uh, Denji is canonically in the my hero universe no he is not in the manga he only shows up in two heroes there you go spencer you're probably thinking of denji you got (laughs) the chains you got the chainsaw brain rod bro I got the chainsaw. Just, you know what? What if Denji just shows up at the end and just fucking yeets Shigar- Shigaraki in the manga? <laughs> and he's just like, ah, oh, no titties. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> but in any case, that's my hero. I think that's it for manga. Yeah. 
Are y'all caught up on Kaisen? No, no. not even fucking close, dude. No, no, I am no, 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 no. Oh, no. I am, okay. I am so behind on Kaisen. I will say this. Please catch up on Kaisen, because something just happened, mm -hmm. and I am very mad. Mm. I have not mad, been this mad at a manga since, like, fucking... Neji died in Naruto. Alright, who who died so, in that? I'm not, not well, I'm not saying anything <laughs> about what happened. So you're gonna have to read it for yourself. Yeah. I really do. I gotta I gotta catch up on a bunch of shit. Because here. no because you know be, no, because trust me, like the I, it made me legitimately mad. I'm like, oh fuck off, <laughs> Johnny. Fuck off. Uh, uh, but yeah, so please catch up on Kaisen because, uh, how many chapters are you all behind? Like tw 20. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus fucking I'm at least, I'm at least fucking 30, 35. You get caught up. Please. Yeah, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the 160 somewhere. Oh God. Fucking let me check real quick where Matt. Um, it's like chapter like 180 something. Let me go to my mouth real quick. Mal, profile, manga. Uh, one forty-seven. Yeah, one forty-seven. You're you're yes. you're even more behind than I am, dude. Yes. <clears throat> Hold on, let me check mine. I, I dude, I'm somewhere this... in like one sixty. Next episode, I'm going to be caught up on Black Clover. I'm going to be caught up on Kaisen. I'm going to be caught up on Mashal. And uh, then we can talk. By the way, I checked my mail. I am literally at 160. That's where I stopped. Okay. So get caught up as quickly as you can. Yes. And, and get and back then, to me. And then we'll have tea. And, yeah. Um, and, then we'll, and then we will discuss. And uh, then uh, you can. It's just following my pain. Is that all we want to talk about, or is it other manga that? Yes, uh, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. There's nothing else. All right, let's talk. All right, let's move on to our featured an the featured news. Um, I almost said featured anime. Like, yeah, we're just skipping yeah. news. We're just um, fuck news. No, but uh, but no, we have some news. Uh, let's talk about our first piece of uh, news. Shane, you've seen an anime called Sweetness and Lightning before, right? I have, and I fucking loved it. Yes. Um. Uh. Well, the creator of that is uh the creator of that. His name is Guido uh, Akamegura. He is a, his other manga. His more recent manga is getting an anime. So we'll be on about that. A website opened on Wednesday to announce that Guido uh, uh, Amagakure's a Galaxy Next Door manga is inspiring a television anime next year. Kodansha Comics is publishing the manga in English and describes the heartwarming romantic comedy. This new sweet and wild romantic comedy from the creator of the hit manga uh, anime about food and family, sweetness and lightning. A desperate manga artist call on to support his two young siblings meets a new art assistant. But her arrival isn't just a small step it's a giant leap. Since his parents died, manga artist Ichiro has barely scraped by, forced to support his two younger siblings on a just on just a middle school education. He doesn't even have time to learn how to use a computer, which forces him to wrestle, keep wrestling with pen and paper. When his art assistants quit to strike out on their own, on top of juggling deadlines, families, and the constant fear of losing his job, Ichiro feels close to a total breakdown. But then a new assistant pops into Ichiro's life's 
and his prospect immediately starts to brighten. She's an incredible artist, always finishes on time, and she's beautiful to boot. But she always she also seems to know an awful lot about him, and soon she makes a confession that bends Ichiro's mind beyond the confines of Earth. Takiro, uh, Taku Yashiro will play Ichiro Kuga, and uh, uh, Yu Wakoi will play the assistant Shiroi Goshiki. Ryuchi Kamanura, who is is directing the anime at Asahi Production, and at Asahi Production, Asahi Production uh, hasn't re- no Asahi Production has been involved in fucking numerous shows, uh, so not enough to count. And Gigamon Ichikawa is in charge of the series scripts. Uh, series scripts. I'm mostly looking forward to this because I love Sweetness and Lightning. It's a Same. fantastic show. Not seen it. Please watch it. It is what we call Good Vibes, the show. Cute, um, wholesome show about small girl who learned to cook to bond with her father. Well, that does sound Antics cute. ensue. You like Spencer, sweet. you like Kagushi Goto, right? I did really like Kagushi Goto. And you'll love Sweetness and Lightning. Yeah, imagine that, but with cooking. Oh, oh. <laughs> It is very sweet, and it's very wholesome, and it's cute. It is, and it's very lightning, right? Mm-hmm. It's very lightning, yes. It's very sweetness, and it's very lightning. Um, the only thing that, uh, the, it, what, and what's interesting is that it's Asahi production, and it seems that they got the Aikatsu people to do it. Um, if you don't know what Aikatsu, uh, Aikatsu is, don't worry, I don't know much about it either, but what I know is that it's like a card game meets idol, so, um, it's Spencer? like, what if Yu-Gi-Oh met, Lo- it's like Yu-Gi-Oh meets Love Live? Spencer? Dude, so- Dude, I had no idea what that is, it is now being added to my list of terms, I must constantly repeat. You, you must, you know, it, must- it's like you... You must watch this show just to like be like, what is this? I must now develop brain rot. <laughs> Dude, I've been watching Love Live since it started, mate. Like, I already have brain rot. That's sad, dude. Yeah, and guess what? One of these days, we're going to watch it, and you're going to fucking enjoy it. At least gonna not happen for another in- year, which is... Shane, that's going to happen, and Shane is going to lose... And Shane is going to be like, damn, I have seen the light. Damn. I'm gonna be like a, the Spongebob Ascension meme, just gonna be like, ah! <laughs> you're, you're gonna come back and be like, I couldn't stop at just School Idol Project. I've started to watch Sunshine and Superstar and Niji Sanji and oh. It stopped. I, Help! I spent a thousand dollars on the gacha game. <laughs> <laughs> I downloaded it on three phones. I don't have any more money. I, I, I downloaded it on three I got it on my phone. I got it on my tablet. I, I went into God for 500 versions of Nico. I swear to God, if I don't get this motherfucking shishi, I'm gonna flip. <laughs> if I don't get the UR legendary ultra shining sparkle Mimiko, there is there is a character named Yu, and she's the best girl, by the way. Mm-hmm. Her name is Yu Watanabe, and she's the best. Okay, good to know. Thank you. Okay. Moving on to uh, moving on to other announcements. Uh, we covered a show back. Uh, I think it was two years ago. Two sports uh, seasons, uh, months of sports ago, uh, called Initial D. Uh, it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, show about cars and dudes and Vroom Vroom um, and Tokyo Drift and, and Vroom Vroom. Well, uh, we know. Well, if you, Initial D, we only covered the first season, but Initial D's got a lot. 
Um, there's a lot of Initial D. And Initial D is indeed coming back to an extent. Uh, the official website for the television anime of Shuichiro's MF Ghost manga posted the anime's second promotional video on Thursday. The Eurobeat video <laughs> announces the staff and his name implies features a Eurobeat soundtrack. The website also posted character designs. Uh, 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 if you don't know what uh, MF Ghost is, MF Ghost is literally the sequel is the sequel manga to Initial D. It is the successor manga to Initial D from the same author. It's from the same team. And it is just a continuation of that story uh, to an extent with a new generation. Uh, Tomohiko Naka, who is the director on the Initial D Legend film, specifically 2 and 3, as well as Sword Guy, the animation, if you all remember that from Netflix, mm -hmm. um, uh, yes. Yes, I do. is directing the series at his, at his own personal studio, Felix Film. Uh, Kini, uh, Kinichi Yamashita, who uh, it direct, who wrote shows that I've never heard of, uh, is in charge of the series scripts and writing them with Akihiko and uh, writing them with Akihiko and Nari. Uh, Akihiko Nari uh, is another writer. He is best known for being the main writer on Izuma Eleven, and he worked on several episodes of Cowboy Bebop, specifically. Uh, the episode where Jet goes back to his hometown and finds out that his wife is still around. Um, which mm. is a very good, so very good one. Um, and Naoki Onada, who worked on Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway and Psychopaths 3, is designing the characters and serving as one of the chief animation directors with Chiyoko Sakamoto. And uh, Akio Deboshi is actually returning from his work on, in the, on Initial D to compose the music here. So yes, a Eurobeat soundtrack is coming. Um, yeah. The anime will premiere next year in 2023. Um, I honestly am. I honestly shared the video because it has a Eurobeat soundtrack, and Eurobeat with Initial D is the coolest fucking thing on the planet. Uh, it is dope as shit <laughs> and deserves to be watched. Um, uh, I don't like the fact that there's. Uh, it's a little weird to see that they're still using CG cards, though. Um, mm -hmm. Even like over like twenty years later, we still have CG cars. Uh, uh, but they look better now than they did in like nineteen ninety eight. I was gonna say I, I would hope so. They would look better after fucking twenty odd years. <laughs> yeah, they definitely look better than in uh nineteen ninety eight. Uh, speaking of trailers for seasons of shows that we've covered, uh. Mob Psycho got a new trailer for season three, um, and it showed off the release date. So let's talk about it. Uh, Warner Brothers Japan and anime studio Bones unveiled a new teaser trailer for Mob Psycho 103, third season of the television anime of One's One Bob Hod Mob Psycho 100 manga on Thursday. The video announces more returning staff and cast members, as well as the October premiere date for the third season. The entire cast is returning, as well. Uh, as most of the staff, I say most because the pre anime's previous director, Yuzuro Tachikawa, has now been promoted to executive director. Takiro Hasui, who worked previously as a director, as an episode director on Bungo Stray Dogs and Skate the Infinity, is the new director for the season. Uh, everyone here saw the trailer for it, correct? Oh, yes. yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, any brief thoughts on it? Other anime than, of the year. Anime of the year, baby. And yes, it will premiere in fall of this year. So yes, uh, stop the presses. Anime of the year. It's uh, a real shame. The... It's a real shame that every other anime that existed decided to come out in the same year. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. Psycho 100 Mob 3. It's also, it's also crazy when you realize 
fall just keeps getting more and more stacked and yet somehow mob will still be the best one isn't chainsaw man in fall chainsaw man bleach fucking my hero's coming back my hero. uh, what a- um, my yeah, my hero, my hero war arc. If that was new blood war, Chainsaw Man, uh, Spy Family Core Two. Um, you have uh, To Your Eternity Season Two, Uzumaki. Yes, Uzumaki. Um, you have uh, fucking Golden Kamui Season Four. Oh, um, yeah. um, Pop Team Epic Season Two. Yeah. Um, Yurusei Yatsura. Um, comes out that season. <clears throat> um. Uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. The Witch from Mercury, yep, comes out in fall. Uh, fucking oh, Christ. Uh, fucking uh, yeah, it, it's a strong season. Uh, yeah. so holy shit. Uh, that season, I'm gonna be watching like forty shows. I'm gonna watch literally everything. That show is basically like what it. Where is my life? Um, it's only anime. Only anime that season. And Mob will still be the best one. Yes. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next piece of news is a piece of news that I found personally interesting because I don't normally see studios do something like this, uh, which is that there is a pro- anime project coming out right now where they're releasing two movies uh, in the same, like the two movies that are like complementary to each other on the same day. Um, so let's read on. Uh, Toei began streaming a project promotional video for the anime films of Yojimi Ontono's, uh, To Every You I've Loved Before and the, To The Solitary Me I Loved That Loved You novels on Friday. The video previews both films and reveals the simultaneous October 7th opening date as well as their staff. Each movie will have different directors and animation studios. Uh, Ontono released the two science fiction romance novels on the same day on June 23rd. Uh, 2016. Both complement each other, but can be read in any order. The book take place in a world where traveling to a parallel worlds is a common, everyday occurrence. These are basically two two stories set in the same universe, kind of with multiverses and stuff. And it's a and it's a it's like dual romances and stuff. Uh, uh, Jun Matsumoto is directing. No, Jun Matsumoto is going to be directing to every you I've loved before. Uh, he w- he was the director on Night Raid in 1931. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, uh, Kenshi Kasai, who was the director on Honey and Clover and Nadame Cantabile, so uh, strong re- uh, st- strong pedigree there. Uh, uh, he will be directing to the solitary me that loved you. Uh, and this, the person writing, and Riko Sanaguchi, who was the writer on Mary and the Witch's Flower and the Tale of Princess Kaguya, so a Ghibli writer, will be writing the script for both films. Uh, 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 so I'm mostly looking forward to this because it has, I'm mostly looking forward to this because of the concept. The idea that we have two films that are like complementary to each other that take place kind of simultaneously is interesting to me. You're, t- uh, you're telling personally. me this is the Pokemon of anime releases. You're telling me, you're, 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 are you telling me that this is a multiverse of madness? That's mad. Indeed, it is. Uh, it. Yeah, this comes out on the seventh, and and uh, this comes out on the seventh, and I'm actually interested to see who picks it up, and I'm going to be definitely keeping an eye on it because once they because I'm because I'm hoping that they release a fucking trailer for it soon. Uh, uh, in no, uh, well, uh, there's one last piece of news I want to talk about before we get into our two like meme pieces of news because th- there was a lot of that this past couple weeks. Um, uh, we'll talk about those, but our last piece of news before we get into the meme stuff 
is a sad piece of news because we need to talk about Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. Uh, the trailer <laughs> for this yes. dropped yesterday. Um, uh, so let's read on. The official website for the television anime of Satoshi Mijukami's Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer manga began streaming a short trailer for the show on Saturday. The site also revealed more staff members. Naz will be animating the series of production corporation by June Mondo. So it is a... So technically, it's not just Naz. It is a double. It is two anime studios working on this. Um, Hajime Hatakayama, who is the animation director on No Gums Life and Sing Yesterday for Me, is the character designer. And the composer for the music is Ta uh, Takasugu Wakabayashi, who I've never heard of. Uh, there's a bunch of other staff. There's a bunch of other staff members, and we've known for a while that Nobuaki Nakashini, uh, who is the director on Koyeme Muso. And is also and is also the director of this season's current uh, "Don't Hurt Me, My Healer," which I ha which I've seen one episode of, and oof, um, is directing the anime. Original an author Mizukami, however, is credited as lead writer on this, and will be writing it with Yudichiro Momose, who helped who helped write uh, "My First Girlfriend Is a Gal," "Infinite Dendrogram," and "I'm a Spider, So What," all of which are actually pretty good. Uh, okay, so Shane, you you loved Planet with like I did, right? Mm-hmm. So you are really looking forward to seeing a Mizukami manga get adapted finally, right? Mm-hmm. Let me. Were you like me when you saw this trailer? Your anticipation just deflate entirely. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna do one thing, and that's gonna sum up my whole. Uh... Thoughts on this? Yep. Put F's in chat, boys. F's in chat, boys. Um, Dream's dead. You know what? I hope it's, like it's a, good. It's like an excitement vacuum. <laughs> like, like, like that's how I felt. Because I read it. It sounded like the the synopsis. It sounded kind of goofy. I do need to go back and finish Planet With. But um, I was just like, okay, you know. This sounds kind of fun, a bit goofy, but fun. And then I watch the trailer, and I'm like, "Oh no, it doesn't it's move. It's mid. It doesn't it's move. It's mid. <laughs> it's garbage. It doesn't it move. The art is like subpar. You can barely see anything. <laughs> it's all. There's so much. There's so much fucking. Ah, uh, there's so much fucking." I've seen more movement in like actual motion comics. Yeah. Um it, yeah. It, it's crazy because literally that entire trailer is all still shots or those shots where like nothing moves but like they they shake the frame a little bit. Yes. And that pains me. Also, why is everything weirdly dim? Like did they put a fucking dimming filter on it because it's like the animation isn't done, I want to bet. Yeah, I'm really upset, and honestly, I think this is why they waited so long to reveal who's doing it, because it's fucking Nas, and mm. and I know that some people were like, oh, ID Invaded was really good, really good to look at. Yes, ID Invaded looked incredible, but it, look at their other output, and you can very clearly, no, ID Invaded was fucking Ayaoki, the director. Ayaoki, yeah, the director. Because he did... He worked he was with Troika. Troika does much better work. And he was also the director on Recreators and, and Aldenor Zero. The guy knows his shit. The guy has a fantastic director. Um, 
So like, that's what um, I kind of just... realized is that like, no, these people are just kind of trash, but they got a good director to do one show. They got a good, they're not great, and and it sucks because Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, which by the way they confirmed Shane. That this is going to adapt. It's it's a complete adaptation. Um, so it is doing the whole thing. I don't know. It, it the, the manga is long enough. You, it's a double core thing. It would have to be double core if they want to do it mm-hmm. correctly. And I, I I don't think this is going to be double core. I I I uh, I. Why do I smell a fucking disappointment in the making? Why do I just smell it happening? If we because... come, if we come back in October or whenever, and we do our seasonal awards for summer, and we uh, we unanimously agree, the biggest disappointment is Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. I'm quitting anime. I'm sorry. I'm done. Because I I was looking forward to this. I was so looking forward to this. I love music. I loved Planet With, and I thought me and I've been hearing nothing but. Everyone who's to- actually read Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer has told me that it's like a top tier manga. Has said it's it's fantastic. It's really good. <laughs> Have you read it? I've read a little bit of it, but it's from what I read, it's fucking great. <laughs> it starts so, like, off with uh, a dude just dead staring at a fucking iguana, like that's 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 me. That that feels like Planet with yeah, like that. Ah, God, th- this makes me so upset because, yeah, Planet With was incredible. Planet With was one of my favorite shows the year it came out. And I actually went back after watching that trailer to the podcast where I freaked out about Planet With episode six and I ranted about it for like 20 minutes. And I'm like, man. Planet With was fucking gold. It was a diamond in the rough. And yeah, that show did look rough at times. But man, when it had to deliver, it fucking delivered. I don't know if I have the same faith in this. And that makes me sad. It could be good. I'm rooting for it to be good. Honestly. That's what I want. Will it be? Nothing's giving me confidence here. (laughs) Yeah, it's and nothing that giving me confidence. Really sucks. Uh, pain. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. All right, all right. Let's move on to the meme news because we got a couple of bits of pieces of meme news. Oh, boy. Um, okay. So the first one is something that it. I swear to God, we're not on April Fool's Day, so believe us when we say this. Uh, Adult Swim announced on Wednesday that it's greenlit two <laughs> new anime series: Ninja Kamui. <laughs> And Rick and Morty, the <laughs> anime. I don't know. I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, um, I uh, um. I keep forgetting this is real. <laughs> time, time out. Time, okay, okay. So, so the first one that that you said was Ninja Kamui. It's okay. a it's an original series. You know what? Whatever. That make cool Ninja Kamui. Sure, whatever. Ninja God. Did you just say? Rick and Morty. <laughs> Rick and Morty colon the anime. The anime, yes. The anime. It's real, dude. Rick, Rick and I want to fucking end myself. Hey, Morty, I turned myself into an anime. Hey, Morty. Morty. 
I'm not paying these people, Morty. They're not getting paid for their work. <laughs> yeah? You okay there, dude? <laughs> Fucking end me. Fucking end me. Yeah, it's hard being Justin Roiland. <sighs> okay, he's alive. He's alive, guys. Don't worry. I'm good. I'm good. We're, we're still good. I'm good. However, just just go ahead. Just talk about it, please. I keep, I keep right, I'll talk, I'll talk about Ninja Kamui first because I'm actually really looking forward to this one. Uh, Ninja Kamui, uh, Adult Swim describes the anime for Ninja Kamui. Uh, Ninja Kamui follows Joe Hagen, who is a Nukunen, a, a former ninja who escaped his clan and is hiding from his violent past in rural America with his family. One night, he is ambushed by a team of assassins from his former organization who exact a bloody retribution on Joe for his family for betraying their ancient code. Rising from his seeming death, um, uh, Joe reemerges as a former as a former self, Ninja Kamui, to avenge his friends and family. Kamui is a 21st century ninja with a shadowy anachronism who pits his ancient skills against high-tech weaponry with brutal finesse. He must face off against trained assassins, combat cyborgs, and rival ninjas to bring down the very clan that made him. Sounds like a blast. Uh, it will be directed, and it will be directed by Jujutsu Kaisen and God of High School director himself, Sunhu Park. That's the uh, ticket. There it is. That's, With character that's... designer Takashi Ozaki, who worked on Star Wars Visions, Batman Ninja, and Afro Samurai as lead character designer. Oh, this um, show's gonna look fucking awesome. Um, ENA's production and Solo Entertainment, who worked previously on the Ultraman show the, on Netflix, Blade yes. Runner Black Lotus, and Lord of the Rings Roar of the Rohirrim, which is that anime Lord of the Rings film that's coming out, will be the main producers on the series. So it might be 3D CG. It'll um, be... It, 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 it might be. Um, Ultraman doesn't actually look if, that bad. If it's Sunhu Park, Park, I have faith. Because he has had CG in his shows. Um, that And they look... Yeah. And he has had like three CG camera movements and they look fine. Um, he, so he, he might be able to pull it off. If there's anybody that could, it would be him. And that that that, that is a great name to attach to this. Because people Especially know as sounds st like as like just like kick ass fun like this as is. bonkers and like uh, you need somebody who is as bonkers as that and like God of High School for as rushed and varying quality it was a thrill ride it was a joy to watch. Mm -hmm. uh, how now Rick and Morty the anime, uh, so shockingly. As also good people working on it, Takashi Sano, who was the director of Tower of God, will direct the 10-episode Rick and Morty anime series, a telecom animation film, specifically which are the people that not only did Tower of God, but also are the people behind the recent Loop of the Third stuff, and Shenmue the Animation, which I've heard is actually pretty good. Better than honestly. Shenmue 3. Yeah, I've heard it's actually pretty solid. Uh, he previously directed the Rick and Morty vs. Genocider and Summer Meets God or Rick Meets Evil animated choice. So he has previously worked on Rick and Morty before. The anime is an original work with adapted themes and events from the main Rick and Morty animated series. Which technically means that, like, Rick and... This is like an adaptation, an anime adaptation of Rick and Morty, which is hilarious to me. Um, here in my life uh uh uh, uh, uh it says to me okay so the fact that so i just want everyone to just wrap their heads around the fact this is real this is real it's this real. is a real thing that is happening yep real thing coming out yep, this real is, people work this is real it. this is actually this is legitimate um real tangible yep, thing that's real. happening with you actual can, humans working on it you can hold the blu-ray eventually but yeah 
Yeah, you, it, will, you, it will exist in physical form. You can load up adultswim.com and stream it to your local internet enabled device. Uh, will this be good? I don't know. God um, kill me. <laughs> I don't. I will this be? I don't fucking know. Uh, I have a. I low key have a soft spot for Rick and Morty. I like. Uh, but uh, at the same time, uh, nothing about it strikes me as uh, this needs to be an anime. Nothing about um, it strikes me as a quote unquote good idea. Um. Uh. Fucking. I'm mostly interested for the fact that they seem to have gotten the fucking Tower of God guy to do this, which is hilarious to me. Imagine going um, from Tower of God to fucking Rick and Morty instead of doing Tower of God season. Literally two. the biggest 180 you could possibly have as a director. You know, you, you know. Maybe we're the one. Maybe he's the one with the last slap because I'm bet he's making the bag. Oh, he's making hand over fist. Are you kidding me? Bro, Rick and Morty <laughs> makes fucking gangbusters. Fucking. Yeah. Here's here's what I'm hoping, though. Okay, first, it's Rick and Morty, right? Then, a yeah. couple years later, fucking Smiling Friends. Smiling Friends, the anime. Okay, who's, that I actually who's, want. Who, who's directing it? Shinichiro Watanabe. <laughs> That'd be fucking funny as shit. Yoko Kano is doing the music, but but Zach Hadel and um oh yeah God, the other guy it? we know who you're talking about oh yeah they continue to do all the voices. It's literally smile. It's literally smiling friends. Whereas Zach and Co are still like the main writing staff and they do all the voices and everything themselves. But they just gave it to an anime studio to animate. What is your favorite Smiling Friends joke? It's got to be blackface, right? Is it blackface for you as well, Matt? It's It's got to be blackface. It's blackface, yeah. For for me, it is 100% the Renaissance men coming into town. That's my personal favorite. Honestly, I have, <laughs> I'm, I have a soft spot for Mr. Frog. Mr. Frog. I'm Mr. Frog. <laughs> this is my show. I eat the bug. <laughs> I ate the bug. This is the end. I love you. <laughs> um, or fucking uh, Jeremy from when Charlie goes to hell. <laughs> and, he... <laughs> and the best part of that I joke you, is, man, I told you I could punch you, dude. I told you, uh, man, the... I I'd do it if I fucking did it again. The best part of that joke is when he shows up. He's like film, like they take out the in between and like frames. And then when he gets punched, they keep they bring they bring it back in. So he's like super smoothly like they animated. Fucking, they animate him on once after he gets. They animate him on once as he gets. Yo, Smiling Friends is a fucking masterpiece, dude. Honestly, okay, I love Smiling Friends as a whole, but I think the one bit that got me the most is when again Charlie's in hell and he meets his grandma, and she's <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, did you want it, lollipop, son? And she he's like, uh, no thanks, grandma, I'm good. And she's like. You're missing out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's so stupid. <laughs> or, the, or, or fucking Satan sitting at a fucking PC, and it's just he gets Uber Eats. He's just like, oh, they forgot the straws again. They always forget the straws. They always tell me they're gonna eat. Oh my god. Anyway, Rick and Morty. Hey, Rick and Morty. Sorry, Rick and Morty be I, I, like. I was thinking of something better. Uh oh god. Well, well there you go, can... Adult Swim. There's your next investment. There's your next investment. Hire us. Um 
Uh, yes. Okay, so in any case, oh yeah, but our next piece of meme news uh, is specifically about Spencer's favorite criminal act, fraud. Um, uh, so, uh, this is kind of anime, this is half anime related because it revolves around, like, to toku stuff, but we're just gonna bring it up because, like, we thought, because it technically is J Japan adjacent and we also think it's hilarious. Um, so... I do find fraud to be very funny. Okay, so the U.S. Department of Justice attorney office for the Eastern District of Texas announced on Wednesday that it has charged Mighty Morphin Power Rangers actor Austin St. John, specifically the original Red Ranger from, like, the original Mighty Morphin, uh, alongside 17 other people on charges of conspiracy to commit wire fraud. Uh, the, <laughs> the announcement stated all 18 individuals have been arrested or summoned to appear before a federal judge, but did not specify which defendants have been arrested. According to the U.S. Department of Justice announcement, St. John um, and the other defendants allegedly defrauded, de defrauded lenders and small business administrations payback protection program. Um... The, the, the individuals allegedly misrepresented information in their applications, such as the true nature of their business, the number of employees, and the amount of payroll. Uh, the SBA has approved and issued loans to each of the defendants, and the indict indictment alleges the defendants did not use the money as it was intended. The indictment says the defendants either allegedly used that money on personal purchases, paid the leaders of the scheme, or gave the funds to a third party to invest it in foreign exchange markets. Uh, the U.S. Department of Justice alleges the defendant, in total, fraudulently obtained at least 16 loans worth 3.5 million U.S. dollars. Uh, each defendant faces a potential sentence of 20 years if convicted. Which, by the way, the specifics of this case, basically, like, in less legal terms... He is being like he is being accused of using the care uh, you setting up fake businesses to like get loans from the government during the pandemic from the CARES Act. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he basically that's what uh, he's also pleading not guilty. Uh, him, so. him and fucking seventeen other people invented Trader Blow, Trady Trader Grow, Trader Show, <laughs> Trader Fro, Pets. Pets fart, pets cart, and wall fart, and decide. It went okay. Give us money, and they went okay. Here's a here's a business to help. You know, here's a loan to help get your business off the ground. So then the Red Power Ranger decides <laughs> decides to mighty morph and commit wire fraud. I oh, he morph time. I can't. It's, it's morphin time. I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be commit wire fraud. I'm gonna be completely real with you. I was listening. I heard everything you said when you were reading that article, Matt. But I, my brain just blacked out because it connected the dots of wire fraud and the Red Power Ranger, <laughs> and it just the, short circuited the the Red Power Ranger from the original fucking Mighty Morphin Power Rangers committed gross wire fraud <laughs> with 17 other uh, defendants for, for multi-millions of dollars. For millions. Yeah, 3.6? 3.5. million US dollars during a global pandemic <laughs> by setting up fake businesses in order to get government loans. This is a whole ass supervillain scheme, bro. 
the the Red Power Ranger could not find a proper venue for cash, so he committed wire fraud. Listen, man, listen. It's tough these days, all right? You gotta do what you gotta do. I, I okay, oh, I don't oh know what's God. funny, by the way, the fact that this happened, or the fact that if I had a nickel for every time that a Red Power Ranger got arrested for a heinous crime, I'd have two nickels because this is is not the first time we've covered this there was the other guy who attacked his roommate with a fucking samurai sword (laughs) yeah we covered this last like couple two years ago that's the kiss of death if you're the red ranger dude you're gonna commit heinous you're just li- listen you either die the hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain that is fucking that is a that is a toku villain plot line I'm gonna commit wire fraud and I'm gonna blame it on the fucking Sentais. I'm gonna commit wire fraud and it's Kamen Rider's fault. It's it's Ultraman's Damn you, fault. Kamen Rider. This is a fucking like like Miss Kuroitsu's monster is development. That, I just this uh, is 100%. I just, I just imagined, like, you know that image from World's Heroes Mission where Deku is, like, fucking convicted of murder? Yes. Instead of that, it's just a picture of the of Kamen Rider that's just convicted of, convicted of wire fraud. Kamen Rider. What would be funnier? Okay, what would be funnier? Would it be Kamen Rider committing wire fraud or Ultraman committing racketeering? Both. Imagine being like, Ultraman has set up a racket so that the aliens come and he beats up the aliens and then he collects the insurance money. (sighs) And then he doesn't pay his taxes because fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck the government. Oh my god. I put this article article in the chat because I was just... (sighs) beside myself it's the funny it is straight up the funniest fucking thing i've ever i've seen in a while it, i was lose. i saw this last you, you want to know how i was introduced to it i was scrolling through twitter and the first thing i see on twitter is okay so who wants to bet on the next red ranger to do or to like fucking a, to do a, a do do a felony and i'm like what and i looked up red power ranger crime on google and it was showed up and i'm just like you've got to be fucking kidding Fucking wire fraud. Of all the crimes. <laughs> he faces up to 20 years in prison. <laughs> yeah, 20 years in prison for committing wire fraud. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. I fucking it's love so the, the funny. It's the American so... justice system is hilarious. All right. All Let's right. move on to our featured anime of the podcast. Time to talk about the anime, I guess. <laughs> It's which crazy. is yeah, our feature anime at the podcast, which is our no, which is our like action uh, dark fantasy show, uh, Triple B or Black Blood Butters, uh, directed by Hiroki Yoshikawa and written by Yu Shugitani um, from Studio Group Tack and Studio Live, both of which I've never heard of before. Um, and it's currently licensed. Yeah, uh, and is from aired originally from September eighth, two thousand six to November twenty fourth, two thousand six. For 12 episodes, and it's currently licensed by Funimation, um, and it's currently available to watch on their website, I believe, or is it on current? It has not moved um, over yet, so it's only on Funi right now. All right, so it is on Funi in both sub 
and a dub. Uh, so you can go watch it there. Black Blood Brothers takes place in kind of like an alternate universe um, where history kind of changed differently due to a vampire known as the Kowlin Kane who appeared in Hong Kong, uh, which caused a bunch of different ripple effects throughout history um, that I'm not really going to get into. But the first thing you have to know is that there were, that during this war, um, that, that during this war, uh, there is now a spe- because of this war, there's a special zone now, which exists for vampires and stuff. It's outside of Japan, and people and vampires and stuff live there. One of these men- one of these vampires, is- which is an old blood vampire named Jiro Mochizuki, actually fought, actually defeated this Kowloon King, um, and he. No, and he heads with his younger brother in hopes of reaching the special zone where he can actually live um, in kind of like kind of like this in peace. But of course, his brother, of course, his brother gets cat. His brother gets captured, and along the way, meets a human girl named Mimiko and is thrust into a battle once again with the Kowloon children, who are descendant, you know, who are descendants of this vamp- specific vampire king. Black Blood Brothers is an interesting show because it comes from that middle gra- middle section of the two thousands where uh, it was where everything needed to where everything uh, needed to look like uh, the most anime thing you've ever seen in your life. Um, so every character has like an outfit that would make Alucard from Helsing blush, um, and has an art style that if, that if someone looked at it and they would say, yeah, that's, that's an anime. All right. Um, uh, and it revels in that and it revels in that and it revels in that Shane, what did you think of black blood brothers or triple B? I think that black blood brothers is it's i it's got some pretty cool ideas it's fun when it wants to be this show has zero lasting impact as soon as we're done discussing this show i will most likely forget it even existed and that's not to say it's bad because i did enjoy my time with it however it's one of those shows and i've said this i think to both of you at one point this show reminds me of how I felt about High School of the Dead. It is mm-hmm. the most 10 out of 10 show at certain points in sheer enjoyment factor, but the actual show itself is several points lower. And that's pretty much how I feel about it. Like it's I a- prefer I prefer High School of the Dead though. Me too. Me too. Like it is a 10 out of 10 when it wants to be and a 6 to 7 every other time. Like, it's got its moments, and I did enjoy it, but nothing about this is really sticking with me at all. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spencer, what did you think of Triple B? <clears throat> Show's good. Show's good. As, as Shane said, it ain't great, but it definitely is not terrible. Not bad. It's not no, bad. The show is is very solid. Um, it's just very are, forgettable. It's very forgettable, uh, and it comes from that era that, as Matt said, that it's just, yeah, that's anime. That's that's anime. You can't argue with it. You look at it. You, you, you watch it, and you go, yeah, no, that was an anime. It existed. It had a director, writer, 
producers. There was some, there was a composer even. Um, I, I enjoyed it probably like a micro amount more than Shane. Um, just because I eat this shit up. I love stupid vampire lore. Like I've read Dracula, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, like four or five times. Like I've seen most Dracula films. Uh, so for them to have like actual, like real Bram Stoker, original Dracula, like rule sets kind of made me happy because too many, too much. You get like modern vampires, which are like, Oh, you know, cut their head off or the wooden stake trick. And it's like, Nah, this is old school vampire shit, and I kind of loved it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So this doing this show being this being the show that we had to postpone an episode for is the worst because I watched this show back when we originally on the schedule when we were gonna when we were gonna record two weeks ago. Um, and I haven't seen it since, and I don't remember a lot of it, which I, I think is a, uh, man, are I'm you in so, the I'm same boat? So, I'm sorry about that. Cause I feel exactly the same way I was going I, into this I, podcast. I, like, oh shit. Oh fuck. I don't remember anything. <laughs> what? I, I, I remember a very good amount of it. I remember enough that I can probably get by. Um, okay. The best way I can describe this stuff, the best way I can describe this show is, what if uh, it's like if it's like if they saw Helsing and said yes, but what if it was boring? Um, <laughs> what if every fifth episode something exciting happens, and then the last two episodes everything exciting happens? What if it, uh, yeah, what if but, it gives you little nuggets of excitement, of adrenaline here and there? And then just bores you the rest of the time. Yeah. With or as or politics. as I like to call it, or as I like to call it, the early two thousands hell scene. Um, yeah. Yeah. Three. Mm. Oh my god, dude! What? I just realized that fucking how accurate that is because what is the only real common consensus that people have about the original hell scene? Is that it's. Boring. That the music is really good. Yeah, that the music is really good. That's it. And yeah, That's... and and yeah, uh, fucking yeah. But like, okay, this show. The thing I like some of this show. I like some of it, and mostly it comes down to its style because I think that when it nails it, it's it it's pretty fucking cool. Um, but it doesn't have a lot of depth, and the problem is that it's way too short to leave a lasting impact. This could have been an E... If this was double core, I think it could have done the flesh-out stuff more. Um, and I think that's the issue of trying to adapt 11 volumes of light novels into 12 episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can feel it. This is one of my biggest issues with the show, is that it's juggling way too many things in too short of a time span. Like they're trying to do all of this political shit and there's all these factions and there's there's all this shit going on. And then you realize, oh, wait, it's only 12 episodes. And by the time it really gets going, it's over. It's like, oh, OK, cool. I just wasted my time. Yeah, exactly. Which is a damn shame, because I think there's a lot of good stuff here 
uh, when it is good. Uh, so let's talk about favorite episodes because there is actually a couple of episodes that do stand out here. Shane, which is your favorite episode of the show? My pick is episode nine. Eleven uh, yards. Give me a second. I need to realize which one that is. This is the one where it is. this is the one where Kane fights Yafari. Kane fights Yafari and turns into a big wolf man, and it's fucking awesome. Oh yes, Kane. Yes. Yeah, Trans- which is also my this is also my favorite because it has the best animation of the show. Easy, and also uh, that fight scene fucking whips. It is really really cool. This so is a I, thing, yes, it is. This is the perfect react. example of when I said. When this show wants to be cool, it is the coolest shit. Like, 10 out of 10 enjoyment factor on this episode in particular. Because Kane transforms into Wolfman and beats the ever-living shit out of Yafari and fucking curb stomps a child. Like, a a butler transforms into a werewolf and curb stomps a child into the pavement. Fucking sick! It's so cool! Why can't the whole show be like that? It's just, cur- just curb stomp your kids. It. I'm putting that down for potential titles. Shane. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? That's it. That just. I appreciate it. Um. Oh. You're a good friend. Yep. And uh, please don't curb stomp my children. That's fine. And also, it has the twist at the end with. Uh, Kelly. God, what's her name? What? It's Kelly. Which one? Casa. Which one? That's it. It's Casa. Well, well, yeah, Casa. Well, yes, Ka- but she Casa was, was Kelly. Casa was disguised as Kelly. As Kelly. And yes, like tricked Mimiko. Because I was like, I that, that actually was a twist that genuinely like got me. I was like, oh shit, that's really cool. What's she gonna do? And it was actually exciting. So yeah, episode mm-hmm. nine. Episode nine whips mainly episode because nine. Kane curb stomps a child. Yeah, this is this is my favorite one too. Because shout out to Christopher. This is a style of a substance show, and yeah, this is my. This is a. This is a. Uh, this is a, for me a style of a substance show, and episode nine is all style, so it rules. And I'm able to turn my brain off because Wolfman go punchy punchy punch and curb stomp uh, child. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. Beats the shit out of Brina Palencia. All right. Spencer, who's your favorite? What's your favorite Character? episode? Oh, it's also that episode. It is. Um, just because I really like Kane. I think Kane's awesome. Uh, and I, I really like um, just the whole, like, twist to it. I think Zellman is radical. Zellman rules. Uh, when Zellman comes in in the next episode and just fucking burns that shed to the ground i'm like yo, yo. zelman zelman clock uh voiced by jerry jewel um uh just it, zelman's awesome kane's awesome kane beats up a child borderline murders a child turns into a giant wolf this is this is the most black blood brothers distillation and this is what the entire show should have been about. Yeah. It's unfortunate that it isn't. That's, All that's right. it. Yeah, let's talk about characters then. Spencer, mm-hmm. who's your favorite character? Ooh. Uh, I'm going to go our main character, Jiro Mochizuki. Good pick. Jiro good, Mochi- pick. Good, good pick. Good pick. Good pick. This man, man, man has a cool hat. 
He is Got a, a really cool hat, dude. Man has a Vaughn of the Dawn hat. No, bro, okay. his character design is so many different things. It's Vaughn of the Dawn. It's Alucard. I see a little bit of Eno in there, too, with the whole yep. witch getup. Which, get by the way, this show came out like a year after fucking Gunsword, so... Yeah, so you could tell that this band saw Gunsword and went, mm, yes, we'll take that Vaughn of the Dawn. So uh, Jiro is really cool, because he's like a classic vampire, Uh not just weak against sunlight, but also against water, which a lot of people don't realize that vampires were originally uh, could be killed by water, by running water specifically. Um, And he's just a really cool guy. He just cares about his, um, his uh, brother, Kotaro. Um, Uh. And yeah, quote unquote brother um and he cares about mimiko who's a human and she's really cool uh and more so than anything and the fact that he has radical fight scenes at the end of the show um he's voiced by j michael tatum and i want him to read me a bedtime story man's got a soothing voice j michael tatum voice of butter his character and j michael tatum Okay, just like the most velvety smooth voice. It just caresses you. And it's just like, ah. And also, I I think he's a really interesting uh, viewpoint character. Because he's like, he's he's an old blood. He's like old, like original vampire, old vampire. Um, And he wields a katana made of silver. So when he cuts up a bunch of vampires, they like explode. Silver blade. The Kitten Killer. Uh, he's really cool. I, I, I just genuinely enjoy his design, his voice, the role he has, his fighting, his like action scenes. I think he's really cool. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Shane, who's your favorite character? Mine is Mimiko. There's no other choice. This is my choice, too. I love Mimiko. Uh like she, she's the most interesting character in the show to me, actually. So she is the character that I love, which is the the audience surrogate character that actually does shit. Like she actually has a role to play. Her actions impact the narrative. She's an active protagonist, so she's not reactive. She's proactive. She actually like responds to shit and doesn't just sit there and let nature take its course. She actually gets involved and tries to do something about it. Um, and her banter and chemistry with uh, Jiro is just great to see. They they bounce off each other really good. Yeah, and I, I don't know how much that is uh, because we watched it in dub. I don't how much it is just J. Michael Tatum and Colleen Clinkenbeard having great chemistry in general. Um, or, uh, but it, but it's also like it's well, it's good written chemistry. Like I think I think having Jiro and Mimiko as the leads is, uh, uh, are really really good leads, and Mimiko herself is a really interesting character because she's so different from other audience surrogate characters, like you mentioned, because she is kind of a proactive character. Uh, since she's since no since her whole thing is that she is basically kind of like a mediator. She's a mediator. She's literally there to foster kind of a relationship between humans and vampires in a way. Yeah. Um. And I do, which I do kind. Of, so I kind of like that. There's like a uh, 
So I do kind of, so it's like she's a un, she's a unique character be, for a audience surrogate because she kind of is like because in a way she's all she's like the character that like we that we already like want to see that the so it's like we want to see the vampires and the humans that just kind of coexist so we have a character that is like that the embodiment of that ideal like right away mm-hmm. uh so we kind of know what the kind of the direction that the show uh wants to go in however with the with the with the best must come a worst spencer who's your least favorite character in triple b damn he died rip yeah yeah he's dead all right uh we'll get back to him in a sec uh Shane, who's your least favorite? I was actually hoping that he would go first because I'm not sure. Because <laughs> you are not sure. Oh, boy. I want right, to hear what you least. have to say, Matt. I'm going to take Is over the- as, as host for like five minutes. Matt, who's your least favorite character in Triple B? All right. Because here's the, here's the thing. Um, the thing about this show and I think actually one of my issues with it is that outside of the lead, which is Jiro and Mimiko, the cast isn't really interesting enough to warrant much discussion. Uh, uh, that which is an issue. Uh, however, there are a couple of characters uh, that stand out to me as uh, I don't like. It's like I don't. It's like I do not like these characters, and I think the big one. Honestly, nothing. Nothing to me is. It, nothing to me is less interesting than a bad antagonist. Oh, uh, Cassandra. Cassandra Warlock. Jill Warlock Jill, that's was my choice for least. Huh. Because I think that she is. I because Cassandra is not a good antagonist. I don't know how y'all feel about that, but I think as an antagonist, she is woefully poor. I don't I, think she works. She shows up too late. Um, her motivations are really stupid and don't. Yeah. Um, they they seemingly come out of nowhere. It's never exactly explained um, why she wants to c- bring back the king exactly. Um, yeah. Other that, than she's just a vampire and she wants to do that. That's the main thing with Casa. Is, is like I honestly like Casa to an extent. I think she's a cool character. I think she's not necessarily a great villain, but she serves her purpose well enough. But yeah, those mo- those motivations are like paper thin. Yeah, and I this I the and which the problem is with that is that Casa takes up like a good chunk of like the last three to four episodes of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when she shows up in at, at the end of episode nine. It's basically the Casa it's Casa show at that point. Exactly, and her motivations aren't good enough to to carry it. They're just not, and he's she's not interesting enough on her own either. Uh, she's she's pretty one note actually as a villain. She's pretty one note, um, which is unfortunate because I think there's stuff you can do with her. Uh, because oh, she was once friends with Jiro and Alice and stuff, and oh, she killed Alice and shit and uh, all that stuff. But like, why? Yeah, uh, why did that happen? Um, is my question. Uh, so yeah, uh, I don't like and Casa's a big problem with the show, and I 
don't like her as an antagonist. Spencer, who's your least favorite from Triple B? Because I'm curious to hear. Well, if I give you her name, will you know who she is? Probably not if you're leading with that, but go ahead. Probably not, no. Ma so, first off, Casa is a bad antagonist. She really has nothing going for her, and we all agree with that. <laughs> However, do you remember Sayuka? Who Sayaka Shiramine? Is that Mimiko's like office girlfriend? No, that's fucking the girl that's with Zelman who really wants to get sucked. <laughs> I fucking remember her now. I don't even yeah. know what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> so nothing is worse than a character, and I think this actually got brought up in one of our like worst characters is fucking Shane talking about those two characters from Fist of, of the Blue Sky. Like, nothing is worse than a character that you genuinely forget exists. And and most of these other characters, if I can't remember their names, I at least know who they are. Her, I had to look, I had to remember, because she shows up in, like, two scenes. And she's voiced by Cynthia Krams. Uh, fucking oh. AKA Boton and Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi. <laughs> Man, Chi-Chi yes, really Chi -Chi. wants to get sucked off. Also, also, the person, that, the person that you're thinking of, Matt, her name was Hibari. Hibari Kusanogi. And she was the gossip-loving... I also could have gone with Zaza because do you remember who that is? That's 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 the guy directed. That's the guy voiced by uh redacted. redacted. No, no, tell you, not not redacted. Canceled. Canceled. Yes, canceled. Yeah, canceled. Canceled. Yes, that's the guy voiced by canceled. Um, who can possess bodies? Um, but yeah. Fucking sots. I have to. I have to scroll back down to get her name again. Sayuka. There you go. I'll agree with Spencer for the sake of having an answer because I really didn't have one. A throwaway answer, honestly, because I don't remember any of these people. <laughs> All right. Do you, uh, do you remember Chan? No. She was the. He saw the show four weeks ago. He doesn't remember shit. <laughs> Chan was the brain. Chan was the child that was like killed, and then Kelly was protecting her. Yes, okay, yeah, yes, yes. Well, rip. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about other stuff in the show. We like Shane. Anything in the show you want to bring up that you liked or disliked? Had a problem with two. Uh, one two main things in out. terms of positives. One, the action. I think the show is at its strongest when it's just a pure action show. Because honestly. <laughs> When it goes full on into the batshit vampiric nonsense and the action bullshit, this show whips, dude. It's so cool. It's so entertaining. There's a lot of cool like powers at play because you're dealing with vampires, but like there's different factions of vampires who can do different things. So you got a good amount of variety in powers and conflicts and stuff like that. Uh, and two, the music, which is Mwah. The music yeah, is the mu really yeah, good. The music is courtesy of Toshihiko Shahashi, and it's as good as you would expect because his stuff is fantastic. He did Full Metal Panic, the original Hana Hana from back in the day, Mobile Suit Gundam Seed. Uh, he worked on Saint Seiya back in the day, as well as com several Common Rider shit. Um, he, did like he did fucking Hibiki, which is my favorite Common Rider. 
Yeah, and he also worked on Reborn, which is an anime I really love. Oh, um, Hitman he, he Reborn, did, uh, baby! He did yeah, the big dude. O. Um, and also was a composer on the on on a uh, on the OVAs for Magical Night Ray Earth, Magic Night Ray Earth, which is an anime that is highly underrated and everyone should check out. It's basically what if Magical Girls, but if Magical Girls turned into like old school medieval knights instead of Sailor Moon. That's really cool. I also just yeah, as I stated, I also want to state, you know, he did the Big O as well, the music for the Big O. Yeah, and it's got that same kind of thing because it's this. This is some jazzy shit. This is some jazzy shit. Yeah. Uh, and this is some jazzy, jazzy shit. Um, Shane, any so that's positives. Anything else you want to bring up? That's negatives. Uh, everything else. <laughs> uh, honestly, it's not even the fact that it's bad because it's not. It's just so forgettable. Like, and the fact that, like I said earlier, they're trying to juggle so many things in such a short amount of time. Like things just overlap, and it gets really messy and. You don't, there's not really one central plot line that, like, you focus on. It goes back and forth between so many things because there's so many different factions and players and so many different characters with different perspectives and motivations. And it all just kind of, like, mashes together into a conglomerate of bullshit. And it it expects you to follow everything even though it's going a mile a minute and changing things up like every five minutes or so, it expects you to follow it to a T and know what's going on. I'm sorry. I don't. Who are these people? What are they trying to do? Where are we? I'm confused. Who is the Kulon King? What is, why was he doing what he was doing? Which they, I don't think, do they ever explain? His name is Adam <laughs> Wang. <laughs> do they ever explain? <laughs> Is it his name is actually Adam Wayne? I forgot. No, it's Adam Wayne. No, it's Adam Wong. But I like to call him Adam Wang because he's. Did they ever explain how the fuck he showed up? No. Did they ever explain why he like became so powerful and shit? Because of his children. Damn. Okay. Um, That's it. Uh. But okay, so like, but fucking, but yeah, no, I'm with Shane here because I'm my big issue with the show just comes down to the fact that I don't is that the show has no structure. It kind of bounces from scene to scene, from episode to episode, without ever really having a direction to where it wants to go, and then it ends. Um, and it's it feels very much like it almost feels like that the show was longer and they cut stuff a time. It feels like the recap show for a show that doesn't exist. I can see uh, that. If that makes any sense. I know what yeah, you're saying. If that doesn't, yeah. if that doesn't make any sense, because it feels like that there's information missing. It feels like that there's character arcs missing. It feels like that there, which makes sense. This was eleven. This was an eleven volume light novel series. Um. So. More than likely, at 12 episodes, they had to... That's, like, a volume an episode. Yeah. So, they probably had to cut a lot. And and c- and, and just, just to explain this a bit... Slightly easier for Shane. So, Shane, you haven't seen it, but you know that I like Bacchano, right? Yep. Bacchano, with the specials, is what, 16 episodes? Yeah, yeah. 16 episodes, that covers three and a bit light novels. 
Yeah, because they know how to properly pace and structure their show. Three, maybe technically three and a half, four light novel volumes, depending on how they place things. But yeah, four out of 16. This does 11 plus six short stories in 12 episodes. Mm-hmm. And that, it feels like it. Yeah, it feels like it. That's what I call bad production. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about the production of this thing. Uh, that's the other Yes. Honestly, uh, it's I. I don't want to keep ragging on the show because I actually do kind of like it. But like, God, animation's bad, dude. Like, it yeah, looks this show wonky. looks ugly. This show looks bad. And so I've, I forgot. Do you want to know what happened after Group Tack got defunct? Oh, what got it got defunct? Did it? What happened? Did it get take over by like another company or some shit? It got taken over slash added to another company. So, so group tech was created in 1968 and it was defunct in 2010. It was made from former Mushi pro people who worked with, um, Tez with Tezuka. Okay. All right. Do you want to know what, what, what company it became? Why? You will never guess this in a billion years. Dio Media. Oh no! It was Dio the whole time. It was Dio Media. No fucking wonder they all their most of their shows look like fucking butt. And it's like, um, Shade, for example, some of the some of the shows they've done are Beatless, Chio School Road, Ahiro (laughs) no Sora, Futsal Boys. Domestic Girlfriend, Saint Mao's Magic Powers is omnipotent. Okay, but that show actually looks pretty good. Okay, because I actually watched it. That show it is, is pretty solid. They also did The Lost Village. They also did Lost Village, which is the one I was going to talk about. But but they also did Cute High Earth Defense Club Love, which is one of my personal favorites. Uh, and Problem Children are coming from another world, aren't they? So, like, they don't do, like, they do mostly bad shit. But there's a couple good ones. But, they, but they did I, fucking Fuka, dude. Oh my god! Oh. I can't wait. Fuka, to by the Fuka. way, Fuka, the, which is the sequel. We're we're primed. We've covered Suzuka. I forgot. Sequel <laughs> to Suzuka. <laughs> it's a next generation. The story sequel. follows Yu Haruna, a loner and avid Twitter user. <sighs> oh, right. he like me for real. He like me for real. For real. For real. Are we ready to? <laughs> wrap this shit up yes uh, spencer is there anything you want to add to be uh, triple b or no yes uh music is really really good like i highly recommend people sit down and listen to a couple of tracks from it it's a solid ost the dub rules dub is good um uh, uh dub has fucking jerry jewel christopher sabbat lucy christian um brina palencia brina palencia Pauline uh, Clickenbeard, J. Michael Tatum, Leia Clark. Austin this Dangle, is like old. Ian this is an Yeah, this is an old school Foonie dub. So pretty much everyone Travis, is here. Travis Willingham shows up for a bit part as a cop. As a you, the great cop though. He's a great cop. His name is Badrick, dude. Yeah, what a name! What a fucking name! <laughs> fucking Badrick. Uh, Yo, the names in this show are fucking like radical, though. Yeah, Badrick, Kane, Zaza, 
Yeah, fucking Adam Wan, Dark Princess of the North, uh, fucking Zelman, Zelman Clock, Kane Warlock. Um, there's some rad names. Uh, but banner names. But aside from that, the show is very forgettable. And if I didn't have the Wikipedia page in front of me, I would be completely lost. This is what happens when uh, next time if we delay an episode, hopefully it's like something like fucking hopefully it's One Piece. Good. Like something One, one Piece. piece. Uh, one Pest. One but, pet. but one I want to state I did thoroughly enjoy the show, though. So. All right. Let's move on to final scores. Shane, what do you give a Black Blood Brothers? I came on in here from one to ten. I came in here with a very definitive score in my head. And this is one of those instances where the more we discussed it, the lower the score got. So I'm sorry. I'm giving it the middling six out of ten. Show's not great, but I did enjoy it enough for it to not be completely average. And at least the difference is between. Go ahead. It at least has the cool vampiric action shit going for it, but everything else, take it or leave it. Yeah, Spencer, what do you give Black Blood Brothers? Um. Much like Shane, the more we talk about it, the more my score kind of goes down. Uh, just just a little bit. However, that puts it from a, a low 8 to a high 7. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed this show. It is not for everybody, but I enjoyed the action, the music, the voice cast, and the attention to detail when it comes to vampire lore that I, I, I personally appreciate it. I'm going to get, I give black butt mothers a low six, almost a five, but what pushes it over the edge above a five for me, because it'd be a five for me and to actually kind of enjoying it is the fact that it is such a style of a substance show. Um, that, you know what? I can kind of appreciate it. And when it goes hard, it does go hard. And uh, and it has that going for it, along with some, it, and, and along with a duo of solid leads, Jiro and uh, Jiro and Mimiko honestly carry this show. Um, they carry a lot of it on their backs, and frankly, should go see a chiropractor for carrying it so hard. Um, they deserve it. Uh, but in any case, uh, yeah, uh, it's fine. It's perfectly solid. Uh, it's one of those shows that I hate the hate kind of covering because it's not bad enough to riff on because I love covering bad shows because it just it's it's fun to riff on them. It's not it's not good enough. It's middle of the road, so there's nothing to talk about, and I hate covering shows like this. It's like remember when we covered same covered Suzuka back in like yep. last year. It's just like it's like nothing here. Um, or, or the still probably the worst offender of the bunch, which is fucking Ebby Ten. Yeah, um, that was the most is, the, the worst. Anime I didn't even finish. The most, I got through the first episode and I was physically can upset. Someone call say mid most <laughs> painfully average, boring, uneventful, unremarkable, forgettable show I think I've ever watched. Yeah. Uh, fucking fucking uh, but y- you know what i forgot about it already what were we talking yeah. about who rem who uh okay. donkey uh, who? kong 64 who? what um, happened to donkey kong 4 through 63 <laughs> okay <laughs> next time on the gap 
next time on the gap, we're uh, let's talk about our next featured anime of the podcast. If you don't know how this works, we rotate every week, uh, every podcast between a pick from me and Shane and a randomizer. Bob Triple B was from a randomizer, um, so it's time for a pick from me and Shane, and it is my turn to pick because uh, last time. We picked it with Shane, and I believe we did, uh, fucking, uh, what was it? Land of uh, the Lustrous. Yeah, Land of the Lustrous. Fuck. My brain is fried, I'm sorry. Um, Don't worry, I'm, I'm awake. Uh, but, our next, uh, pot, uh, uh, next on the podcast, we're gonna be doing a show that is in my top ten, and that we haven't covered yet. Uh, it's a show I've been wanting to do for a very long time. Uh, it's a personal favorite of mine, and I recommend it to almost everybody because I think it's a show that everyone should watch at least a couple of episodes of, uh, just to get a feel of it and just like soak it in because it's a one of a kind kind of show. So, uh, next time on so so yeah so next time on the gap we're gonna be covering the 2005 to 2006 uh, supernatural. Supernatural kind of slice of life ish show, Mushishi. Uh, I'm very excited to finally cover this. It is a per. It is. I love this show to death, and I can't wait for Shane to watch it. Because uh, I've been told, I've been telling Shane he'd like this show for a very long time. Because it's up his alley. It's up his alley in terms of shows he likes. Grab, uh, grab your pillows. Grab your blankies. Get nice and comfortable. Don't watch more than like two, three episodes a day. I'm literally doing like three a day. Yeah, it's Please. a show where everything it's a chain. It's a show where nothing happens and everything happens. My favorite kind of media. It's a show yeah. where you can have a 20 minute episode and the main character shows up at minute 18. <laughs> yeah, it's it is. It is a fantastic show. Um, we will only be covering the first season of it, um, because that is the um, no, first season of it, which is 26 episodes, uh, uh, spe uh, specifically because it is the one is the only season that is dubbed, um, uh, but, and, but also, uh, it is also the, but also, uh, if you want to do the next season, we'll do that some other time, because doing the entire show in one go, due to the way it's structured, is pretty much nigh impossible. Um... Uh, I don't think it would be it it, it it would it would not be a fun time. I don't think. Oh God, um, I I remember getting trying to get through this in fucking high school, and it's just no. Please uh -huh. don't, please don't try to binge this show. <laughs> please don't, please don't. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, Man Globe rules and like top. It's art, by the way, not so, sorry. Artland still rules. But uh, and also like top ten, top fifteen ops of all time. Uh, but yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah. Uh, we'll. So yeah, we'll be covering that next time. I'm your host Matt, aka Legion Rex. You can find me on Twitter at Legion Rex, where I put where I have links to pretty much where I'm probably gonna actually start po uh, pull a pull ass link tree to all my shit because I have a bunch of sites I write for now. So uh, I so uh, follow me there and you'll get everything that I'm that that I'm there for. I'm also on YouTube at Legion Rex with me. I have my co-host Shane Aka the Bearded One. You can find him at Twitter at Bearded Gaming Network as well as on Twitter uh, as he's already on Twitter at YouTube at Bearded Gaming Network, uh where he posts unboxings, let's plays, gameplay videos, um, and a bunch of other stuff. 
And you can also find him on Twitch, where he streams every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday uh, from 7 to 10, usually, unless stated otherwise. Um, and he is cur- and on this recording, he will be still doing Yakuza 5. Um, I, do- I was not here last stream for it, uh, so I don't know if he's still on Shinada's story. Yeah, um, um, obviously. I finished part... I finished chapter 2. So we're on chapter 3 Nice. Now. Nice, 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 nice. You might be able to get done his story on Monday then, actually. His his story is short, I've noticed, compared to others. Yeah. Like, I've uh, been his story- blazing through those chapters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking, or, or you were just stuck on doing idle stuff as Haraka for so long. Yeah, that could be it. <laughs> yeah, which is... Oh, it is a possibility. Uh, with me, also my co-host, Spencer. You can find him on Twitter at Beery Burton with two, two E's. Two E's. And he likes a lot of cosplay pictures, and he is still the official fan club for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think um, I also I think I added Toronto Blue Jays, but And Toronto Blue Jays and Toronto Blue Jays now too, apparently. Check. Um uh, uh, yep, opposed, yep. no, not to be confused with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh god uh, no. Please. Never say that in front of me ever again. Never, never again. No. Get out of my uh, house. Get out of my place. Get out of my life. <laughs> Maple Leafs? More like no. More like make me laugh. Am I right, boys? <laughs> uh, fucking, uh, fucking uh, choking in the playoffs once again. Uh, <laughs> you fucking uh, fuckers. Uh, but in any case, uh, we'll see you. No, but yeah, uh, it's been a blast having you all with me, and we'll see you all next time for Mushishi, uh, which is sure to be a very relaxing time, more so than usual. So, yeah. uh, so, uh, so, uh, so get your pillows just, just in case and ready, and like, make sure they're on the cold side, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll miss you all for some Mushishi. Alright, bye, stupid little babies! Thank you for listening to The Gap. If you like what you've seen, you can subscribe to the Gap Podcast YouTube channel to get the latest podcasts as they go live. Be sure to like and comment and let us know what you guys think of the show. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Don't get that going.